programs and welcome to the latest edition of the Awesome Friday Podcast. Uh, we are joined by a special guest this week. My name is Matthew and with me as always is Simon. Say hi, Simon. Hi, it's very nice of you to introduce me as a special guest after all these years of doing this together. I feel like this is the next <laughs> level of respect that I'm gaining, so thank you so much. Well, to be fair, you're not the special guest, you're the oh, regular okay. guest. Our special guest <laughs> is Director Avalon Fast of... New release to the Slamdance Film Festival, Honeycomb. Say hello, Avalon. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Yes, and your I'm ridiculously sh- impressive movie collection behind you, which I'm, oh, yeah. I'm scanning. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be most of my questions would be about that shelf okay. behind you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, today's going to be a little different because we have a guest. And uh, why don't we, first off, uh, Avalon, why don't you just give us the, the, the Coles Notes version of Avalon Fast, your background and so on. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I started um, making movies when I was really little and I started doing it more professionally in high school. I made like a couple short films and then Honeycomb is my first feature that was uh, made by myself and all of my friends. Um, no, like, professional actors or anything. It's all very homegrown. And yeah, we just got into slam dance, and it's been craziness ever since then. So, uh, yeah, I can I can only imagine. Um, and you, the the film was made up on Cortez Island, right? Yeah, that's right. And you're from there, or you're from like we're in Vancouver, so you're from. Right. Yeah, I'm um I'm from Sayward, which is on Vancouver Island, really really small town, but I uh, went to high school in Campbell River and I spent a lot of time on both Quadra and Cortez and my family ended up having a place on Cortez in like the later part of my high school life, so I hung out there all summer. Nice. And and, and really you just sort of did the thing, right? Like you yeah. was this like a lockdown project and you were like fuck it, let's make a movie, or, like, what happened? No, uh, we actually filmed it the summer of 2019, so before any COVID stuff. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, I want to make movies, and I was, like, I wrote this script, and I was, like, who's going to do this with me? And everyone was down to do it, so it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it is just, like, your friends and peers and, yeah. like, just wrangled everyone you could, basically? Yeah, yeah, there's no, like, outside source that's been helping us, so it's just us. <laughs> crazy well, well congratulations on making a movie like Thank first you. of all because <laughs> i've i've been involved in that as well and I know it, the amount of work that goes into it like mm-hmm. especially something that's clearly a passion project for you yeah and and there's no money anywhere no. like it's all <laughs> it's all creativity <laughs> so it must be kind of surreal now to see this thing out in the open to be in yeah. a film festival to be like interviewed about the thing you made yeah. that people are now watching like has that kind of sunk in for you yet how does that feel yeah it's like I mean it's what I've wanted you know so it, it feels good um mm-hmm. but it is overwhelming and and it's I told everybody you know when we were making it I was like this is going to be a lot different than what we've done in the past like I want people to see this I want it to you know have a premiere and get released and and now that that's actually happening it's just like it is surreal and it's really exciting. That's cool. When when uh, you were filming this and you're making it with all your mates, and I don't know how autobiographical the, these characters are, these people that you went to school with. Were there any of your friends turning to you going, "Is this is this me? Like, yeah. was, is this terrible person me? Like, are they all suddenly paranoid about what you think of me?" The characters were definitely written for my friends specifically. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a lot of it is 
just their personalities, but enhanced and a little more dramatic. Um, but yeah, a, li- a little more. But yeah, I, I wrote these characters for my friends, so they're loosely based off of who they are. Sure. What um, what kind of inspirations did you have coming into this? Like, did you have any specific films or texts that you were like, this is the kind of thing I want to make? Like, I got some real picnic at Hanging Rock vibes off of it, for example. Yeah, people have said that. Um, I honestly, because I, I get this question a bit and I, I kind of try to like bullshit it sometimes, but it's like, <laughs> I just, I actually, I realized the other day, I was like, all these things that I use as my inspirations, I watched afterwards or didn't, you know, like weren't, weren't the thing. Honestly, I think, I was more just inspired by my friends and like my, what life felt like for me. Um, I, I read the girls by Emma Klein, which is like a, a book about like the Manson cult stuff. Um, but from like the perspective of like a young woman and, and that definitely was inspiring, but it wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to try to make something like this or about this or, you know, related to this. Um, that was just something I read in my life that made its way to this a little bit, but. But yeah, it was it was mostly just me and my friends and being inspired by them. So, <laughs> do you have a problem getting like not trying to recreate your favorite movies? This is a problem I have when I ever right. direct anything. It's like, oh, I'm doing this shot from this film, and right. maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should do something <laughs> like original. Yeah, there's. Do you have that problem? Yeah, there's some shots like, I mean, it, it, when I when I when I was writing the script, you know, I'd be like, Oh, this is, this is kind of like this movie, you know? And, and that mm-hmm. would be exciting because it's stuff that I do admire. And um, yeah, so there's definitely a couple things like that. Um, I can't think of any like off the top of my head, but I understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. I guess when you're so close to it as well, when it's, mm-hmm. it's something you've written and it's all yours completely from beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah. Did it, it did it change much in in editing as well? Like your initial vision for this, when you're actually in the editing room, did it kind of evolve there as well, or, or was it pretty much your vision from beginning to end? Yeah. Um, well, I did my own editing as well, so like you know, mm. I it stayed pretty true to what I wanted. But there, I mean, since it was such a interesting production while we were actually filming, we we missed some scenes and things got changed around, and so I think while I was editing, it was a lot of improvisation. Like, how are we going to fix this? How do we make this make more sense? Um, a lot of sound editing that I didn't want to have to do. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> um, and then we actually really wanted to apply to or submit to Fantastic Fest. And they would only take features that were um, an hour and 10 minutes long. And ours was an hour. And I was like, we'll just, we'll just make it 10 more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Quick cut. Those, yeah, a lot of those like animated, like the claymation stuff, the letters, mm-hmm. that was all actually shot in Victoria, like in my room, um, like a couple months before it was finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some things wow. <laughs> well, um, the sort of Cole's notes, the synopsis of the movie, for those of you who in the audience, all 12 of you who haven't seen it, um, is about these young girls who sort of like go off grid to live together for, you know, an indeterminate amount of time. But um, one of the sort of key things in the narrative for me is this idea that in their house rules, they establish this revenge rule where if someone wrongs 
another, the other one gets to do something a quote of equal damage back. <laughs> and I just, I just have to ask, like, where did that come from? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, who are you projecting on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh I I think I I think it's kind of like that idea of like an eye for an eye or like fighting fire with fire, you know? Like it, it's what you want to do. If somebody hurts you, you want to hurt them back, right? Like that's like mm. a human instinct, but that is like always like I I've I've never seen that work out in like a positive way um but it sounds good and it, it makes sense but it doesn't work in real life so i think that's where that came from for me suitable revenge <laughs> <laughs> were, were you trying to like say anything in particular about that or just just that it doesn't work or i guess yeah just that like it's it's dangerous to have that mindset you know bad things can happen <laughs> sure Sure. It's kind of terrifying for me with a seven, it seemed to be eight year old daughter, like watching these young girls, like, <laughs> I'm just leaving. I'm leaving for this cabin and yeah. and I'll see you when I see you. It's like, oh, it's, it's, it's a bit of a, it's quite shocking even to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then it just carries on being more shocking. <laughs> so, yeah. The, uh, can I, I really want to ask you about um, the framing of the boys versus the girls. And I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but whenever you had your ensemble of girls together, they, their heads were really low in the frame and we got lots of the wilderness above them, like lots yeah. of sky, lots of trees. But when your boys come in, everyone's much more like typical, like third up, centralized. Yeah. You lose that nature. Am I reading too much into this or was that intentional? You know, with like a lot of these things, like it's like, I don't, I don't know if I wrote that down or made that like a note to do those kind of things but like it was intentional because we did it you know like it, it, it it's weird but you, you know what I mean like it, it, yeah. it that that's how we wanted those shots and I, I see what you're saying and I might have even had that thought at the time but it's honestly been so long now that I'm like did I it wasn't something I wrote down but it's a really interesting because mm-hmm. and, and now that I think about that it's like I could see that being like the the girls are almost like in a more like dream world state. Like there's more mm-hmm. there's more in their life, right? Like they're more like surreal. That's how I see that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I noticed it like quite near the end. I was like, oh, especially when like the new girl turns up, and it's very like fairy like and ethereal. It's very dream like, and yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, that's got to be intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be. yes, I did. I did definitely have more like. The boy scenes are going to be drab. They're going to be like, you know, talking mm-hmm. over each other and, and not yeah. that like beautiful, like mystical. Definitely that um, was a big thing for me. And then any shots of the girls, it's like we're dressing them up super cute. They're going to have <laughs> sparkles and it's going to be sunny and gorgeous. And yeah, <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned about the boys. I wanted to ask you about that as well, because I noticed the girls when the girls spoke, it was very prescriptive and, and you could hear every line clearly. And it almost felt the boys they were doing that wonderful style of acting where you're not sure if it's like improvisation or if they're just really good at like yeah. overlapping their lines like what what yeah. was your it, and it gave them that real sc- uh, like scrappiness compared to the organized like little yeah. group of the girls did you tell the boys just to like i just talk about this go just laugh about this or, or was that scripted and most of their conversations were still scripted um honestly what would happen sometimes is that i would like <laughs> I'd start recording. I'd be like, okay, go. And they'd still be in the middle of their conversation. And then, and then it would come in at some point. They'd be like, oh, 
okay, we're going to start in with our lines now. And that worked because it seems very um, real, but their lines were still uh, scripted in a way that was way more casual. Like the Mm -hmm. girls were supposed, it was like, I mean, that's kind of like that culty thing, right? Like it doesn't, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense the way the girls are talking and, and that kind of like rigidness in their lines was very intentional. It's like uncomfortable and yeah, like, why are you talking like that? Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the boys are were supposed to be kind of like, you know, in a way, like a little more like uh, less intelligent. You know, that was kind of like, what I was trying to get out like of boys, that, right? like boys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of the movie does feel very much like you know the girls are out there like actively constructing their reality, and the boys are yeah. like. Eh, girls so (laughs) (laughs) let's go hang out with the pretty girls which is kind of like real life you know yeah (laughs) Yeah, except for um pj's character um was like that one that was like i'm not gonna stand for this like a sort of like envy i think it was like in you know their character like they weren't chill just going and hanging out with the girls they had to understand it they wanted more Mm. um yeah so that was the favorite character of mine for that reason it was like he just wasn't standing for it like all the other guys they were like we don't care he was like no mm-hmm. what's going on <laughs> <laughs> well so how has the response to the film been through the festival so far like is it is i mean i i liked it simon i think was fine with it at least <laughs> uh, uh has it been positive response so far or yeah generally like um our actual like reviews by reviewers and critics have been really awesome like it's so cool to see people caring that much or putting that much Mm. effort into writing a review about something i made um that was something i used to do also when i lived in vancouver i was like a a film critic for a while on a podcast and so that was something i did and and so it's super cool to see people like caring so much um Mm -hmm. our our letterboxd reviews are mixed and i love that because i knew that that was going to happen because for some people this is just like not going to make sense and i think that's really common with horror in general Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but yeah most especially yeah yeah, most of the bad reviews (laughs) they just make me they make me laugh it'll be something like one star incomprehensible like (laughs) one star for the guts to make this like that kind of thing and i'm like Hell yeah, like I'm fine with that. <laughs> That's the thing with folk horror, though, isn't it? I mean, you don't mm-hmm. watch The Wicker Man or Midsummer and go, "Oh, I understood exactly how those movies exactly. ended." Fantastic, yeah, yeah. There's definitely <laughs> nothing mysterious going on in that forest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you about the poem? Mm-hmm. That so that unless I blinked, that was a single take of your actress floating and reciting and acting. Like, mm-hmm. how many takes did you? how long did that take to get it like that or was that just one magic take uh no yeah that that took um i would say like 15 15 takes that was really intense um also because Mm. that spot on cortez is like a public hangout so (laughs) there was a lot of people like in and out and you know we were like whatever we're just gonna be annoying so we do the whole like quiet on set thing at like this public beach we were like whatever <laughs> nobody knows we're not like supposed to be here. um but i think it was really stressful for sophie because that's it was just an intense thing and everyone had to be really quiet it wasn't like any of our other scenes where we're with all of our friends that was like a really true actor moment for her yeah. i think um and yeah and that poem 
is uh, by um, a quadra a poet um, who recently passed away, actually, but the poem's called Seize the Time, and so that monologue was half something I'd interpreted from the poem and then half uh, his own words. Wow. Yeah. So, do that- it, now that you have... Oh, sorry, Simon, go ahead. No, I was just wondering if that was one of those moments... If one of those ideas, we're like, we'll never pull this off. Like, this will never work. <laughs> and yeah. they're like, holy shit, I did. I actually did that. And I I pressed record and we've got it. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. looking at the footage. Um, we were so nervous because also with the with the mic and the water and like the people around, mm. like I was like, is this is that was one of our biggest challenges, honestly, was sound. Um, mm-hmm. And there was somebody like almost right over her with the mic like leaning off the rocks right Mm. like and and it didn't get in the shot and the sound was good and we couldn't really check it out like on while we were filming so when I got it back to my place and um Henry and I who actually took the shot watched it we were like wow okay we did it like yeah that like makes our movie right now (laughs) yeah (laughs) sorry Matt I interrupted you no, that's okay. I was going to change tack entirely, so that was this was this was a better <laughs> question to ask. Um, so all of the people involved, I mean, I guess they weren't, but are now, you know, professional actors and 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 film people. So I mean, how who does anyone in the cast have aspirations of carrying on, or was this just a like, oh yeah, Avalon asked me to be in a movie, and you know, that's cool. But is anyone now like, oh, I'm an actor, I'm an actor now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Henry, who played PJ. Uh, they wanted to be an actor forever. Um, that's why we've involved them so often. Um, and uh, they're definitely going to continue doing that. And hopefully with me as well, because we're going to keep making movies. Um, <laughs> and Sophie as well uh, did a lot of theater acting in high school and definitely wants to continue. And I, I think most of the main cast um, at this point, now that we've gotten like recognized for this, are thinking about it so much more than they had been. You know, like even last night... Um, Rowan came up to me who played Millie. It's like, I'm making a portfolio. Like, I think that this is something I want to do. And I'm like, cool. Like, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. Could I ask you about makeup effects? Like, I'm, I'm asking all the really interesting technical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, make, makeup is, is not easy to do, even when you've got a lot of money to do it. And the I wasn't expecting to see the actual B, like, injuries um, right. when they rolled yeah, her out yeah. of the mattress because I mean you, you knew what was happening you knew it was coming but it's it's like uh, um, tell don't show when you haven't got any money to to show yeah. like these awesome makeup effects like oh yeah she's dead <laughs> don't worry trust me she's covered in bee stings yeah. it's horrific <laughs> yeah we can <laughs> you actually, to it yeah. yeah 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 you actually showed us yeah that horrific and it was good like what who did who did those beasting makeup effects? Because they were super good. Yeah, um, it was a, somebody I knew who actually used to do film critic work with me in Vancouver. Her name's Beck Jordan, and she yeah. um, was in makeup school at the time. And yeah. so we actually brought um, just <laughs> this is actually interesting. We brought just Rowan, who played Millie, out to Vancouver. She stayed at my apartment there, and we shot that in the field outside of my apartment. Um, with just like completely different setting. It was months later. We hadn't thought about Honeycomb in so long. And then Beck came over and did the makeup. And I was like, wow, like it just, it just worked out. We just knew somebody mm-hmm. who was good at yeah. it. Yeah. You know the right people. You have the right friends, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. 
So the kind of movie magic stuff always makes me smile because it's always like, oh yeah, we filmed it three months later in a different place at a different time, isn't it? Like, I know, so interesting. Yeah. Um, how difficult was it for you to let this thing go and say this is done? Because I can't ever like <laughs> stop. Like it's like iterations in my head. I wake up in the morning and go, okay, this needs one more shot here, or I this. Yeah edit needs to be like half a second snappier or this like are you did you find it hard to like let this thing go and say right this is this is it this is done yeah I remember we had a lot of these nights where I would show it to a bunch of um my friends and be like okay if there's anything if you notice anything that I need to fix you know write it down let me know and then we'd finish the movie and they'd all have like one or two things and I'd be like okay so I'd fix it. And then I have to have another night like that, you know, because I'm like, I have to watch it again. Um, so we probably did that like five times. Just, you know, oh, wow. yeah. And and I remember the last one, somebody said something. They were like, the sound on that. And I was like, it's fine. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, it's intense though. As to the dreamlike atmosphere, it's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can just pretend like that's how I wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so with Honeycomb now being in the festival and good response, do you have any other festivals coming up? Or Yeah, um, I'm actually not sure if I'm allowed to like talk about... I, for sure I'm allowed to talk about... Um, I got into the George Lindsay Festival in Alabama, um, oh. which is very exciting. And they're actually flying me down there um, to go wow. hang out. Um, and I'll be there with... Um, the guys that did therapy dogs as well they're also canadians mm-hmm. and they were in oh nice yeah so i'll get to meet up with them and then i think also the people from sylvia and the sunshine state so that'll be really fun to kind of get that moment of hanging out with filmmakers in real life um but yeah some other exciting ones but i don't think i'm allowed to like talk about it yet because it hasn't like become a thing in public so that's cool <laughs> secret film stuff that's yeah. when you know you've made it it's like no yeah. <laughs> Sorry, NDAs. <laughs> <laughs> what's the um now like Honeycomb's done and it's out in the world? What's the as a director? What's the the lesson you've learned from it that you're going to do different next time? Like what what did it teach you? Um, I think it, you know, a lot of people like like oh this must have been so much fun. You made it with your friends and like that was so much fun. And I want them to be involved. Um in the future but i need like i need a lot of support like this was like something that like honestly like challenged my relationships with everybody who was working on it with me because i was in this boss role and in a way like at that time at least it felt like it was just my dream you know like i was like i'm i'm the one kind of making this happen and so i i think in the future like i'm i just need more support because it was honestly really challenging that summer Mm. Yeah, so like a like a film crew, people that are interested in doing it, and hopefully are getting paid so that they have to do it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's the balance, isn't it? At least when you are doing absolutely everything, you don't have to negotiate with anyone because yeah. you know exactly what you want, you know exactly how to do it. But yeah, it's tough. That's extremely tough to do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Do you have your next project lined up? Do you have a story like circling your, inside your head? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I wrote it... a screenplay. I wrote a feature screenplay before Christmas. Um, it's called Camp. It's about this girl. She goes through like 
um, some really big tragedies early on in her life. Um, she's all kind of screwed up and she ends up going to the summer camp to instruct other kids that have kind of had like screwed up lives. Um, and then it gets into some witchy culty things there as well. So very on brand for us. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to have your friends involved in that one too, or are you seeking more professional help? I think uh, definitely <laughs> more professional help um, kind of behind the scenes and also hopefully hiring like some professional actors just to honestly meet new people as well, you know, but any of my friends that want to be involved, we're just going to have auditions and like make it for real this time and see who is the best. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you have something in that genre that from your extensive stack behind you that is your one movie that you like, if I can make a movie as good as this, like I'll die happy. Like yeah. what's that um, one film for you? It's Mandy by Panos Cosmatos. Really? Oh. That's an intense choice. Yeah. You like that film, don't you? I haven't seen it. That's a film that I don't know if like is the right word, but I feel like <laughs> literally everyone should at least experience it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause I it is an that. intense experience. <laughs> it's so intense. And, just so like the combination i love like mixed media and films as well like the animation mm. and the like surreal like magic element there like that that's how i want to make films i, I yeah, want to be able to make films like that <laughs> yeah i can't imagine the level of artistic freedom it, it must that 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 guy must have because yeah. and just so cool. i mean we could talk about mandy forever and never unpack everything <laughs> that yeah. is in it it's so weird and interesting and compelling and upsetting yeah. and uh i i hope you get there that's because that's like <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. what would you say when you were like growing up what was the what were the films that really got you um started you down this path of like wanting to tell your own stories what were the films that got you when you were young um the first film that really stuck with me and i was like oh wow movies are cool i was like 10 years old and somebody left american beauty at my house oh. that was a weird that's time a, that's a hell of a way to start yeah <laughs> that's honestly <laughs> still one of my favorite movies i it's like a comfort film for me which is so creepy but um wow. <laughs> moonrise kingdom my dad took me to um we watched that in theaters together when i was mm. also pretty young and i was like that's so cool like that looks so fun right mm. i was like i want to be there i want to be them um mm. And then later on, I watched Lady Bird when I was in my um, uh, grade 12 year. And that it was just so inspiring for me to, one, see a movie that that was so cool and so well-written and also written by a female. It was just mm. really inspiring. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's a very good cross-section of films, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, is there anything... Um, just before we move on to talking about the festival, because we're coming up on half an hour now. So is there anything about the movie that people aren't asking about that you kind of wish they were? Ah, good question. Um, not really. People, <laughs> there's been so many. <laughs> Honestly, like nothing, nothing I can think of. I love I love hearing all the questions people have and people get pretty creative with them. Honestly, the the makeup thing I'm glad you brought that up. 
um, in this because I haven't gotten to shout her out. I wish people were asking more about the score, honestly, because <laughs> that that was like a fucking masterpiece for Max. Like, I just <laughs> I love that so much. And I, I want to be able to shout him out all the time for what he did. You know, there. that was my my first question that I didn't actually ask because oh, really? it wasn't a question. I didn't have a question. It was more like the opening two minutes, like what the f- what the fuck what made those sounds and can i have can i have the painting wherever it is and i was listening um i was listening through my headphones i had the volume up really loud and i was like this makes me feel physically uncomfortable like this juxtaposition of all these scrapes and like scraping sounds and violin sounds and what what kind of let's ask about the score like where where did you find (laughs) Where did he find that? And were you worried about starting with like that, like nightmare fuel of an introduction? <laughs> no, I was stoked. I, when he sent me that, he was like, what about this for the opener? And originally it was a different, um, less scary version of that track. And I was like, yeah, this is great. And then um, he honestly, I think, which as we all do, got like progressively like way better at what he was doing. Um throughout the three years that we were doing this so we kind of started with this like amount of track and then he we, we changed almost all of them by the end mm-hmm. and they got a lot better so that was cool because that was something we were like right up until like the last month that we were finishing things he was still making me new music and still does like we we made a teaser trailer the other day and he made that track as well like he's so talented i don't know how he does it i've sat with him um and he'll just do like something on his guitar. Suddenly it'll be on his computer. Suddenly it sounds nothing like what I just heard. And I, I'm like, I, I, have, I have no idea what he's doing, but I'm so grateful to have a friend like that who can do that for me. And it must be so great when he's clearly on the same wavelength, like everything he's making yeah. is like tied into what the vision of this should be and what it should feel like as well. Yeah, exactly. That, that's such a great person to have around. Yeah. Sorry, just because we're shouting him out. What what was his name again? Max. Max Graham. Yeah. Max Graham. So yeah, any any fil- other filmmakers who are listening to this, Max Graham. Just that's the name you want to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, Max. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for that first five minutes. <laughs> really, greatly appreciated. <laughs> Well, uh, shall we move on to just talking about Slam slam Dance a little bit more generally? Simon, I know you saw a grand total of one One, and it was yours. Thank you very much. (laughs) I feel that was a good choice. (laughs) Yeah. I actually had... What were your favorites then? Yeah, I actually had a a much busier week, two weeks, two weeks than I expected. So I only saw about half a dozen. How many did you actually watch, Avalon? I think... um... Yeah, including shorts, I, w- I would say around that six or seven. Um, they're still streaming this weekend, so I'm hoping to try to mm. on like everything tomorrow. Hopefully, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to, you know. But it's been also like a crazy week. But yeah, I watched some really good ones. Yeah. So what would be what was the first one that you would like to to talk about? And um, fair yeah. warning, you'll probably have to tell us all about it. So. <laughs> I watched Hannah Haha, ha, which they won the narrative feature category yesterday um, for like best jury award, which is super exciting. And so like, what a great choice. Cause that film was so, it's so cool. It's um, kind of like a slice of life film um, focused on this younger woman who um, 
she has like this annoying older brother <laughs> who's like <laughs> trying to get her to get a job um that's more like serious because she's like been working on this farm and so it's just kind of her going it's like this small thing that is so that is so real and so big you know and really like affects her life and they just do it so beautifully and i actually the i watched that film and then later that night jordan tukowski um the director uh, just like called me over Instagram was like I just watched your movie like let's talk and I was like oh my gosh I just watched yours so we had like this really <laughs> fun conversation about that um, so that one really stuck with me um, Sylvia the Sunshine State I watched and loved it honestly like I was just so entertaining like it was so fun for me to like see this world it's it's a documentary right about her and her daughter um, when they're like stuck in quarantine and so that was really interesting and uh, Old Boy's Apples was a short in the animations category. And that was so beautiful and gave me like a similar vibe to like things I like to make. Um, and then Therapy Dogs as well. And shout out Canada. <laughs> yeah, therapy, therapy Dogs is another one that I'm, uh, I will hopefully get to tonight. <laughs> um, that I very much wanted to see. Uh, and I'm half. I'm actually right as of right now, halfway through Hannah Haha. Ha. So, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, did you watch Love Tasting? I have not yet. No. I so the main one, the other ones that I've seen that I would actually like to talk about. Um, I was about to say, did you guys? But I know Simon didn't. So, um, did uh, I watched the film called The Civil Dead? I haven't um, seen it yet, but I want. To. Yeah. Super interesting story, uh, directed and I believe starring Clay Tatum. Okay. And it's about a young man who he's a well, young, he's in his thirties, and he can he's a photographer. And one day he runs into an old friend from high school, and it turns out that the old friend is dead, and yeah. and he is the only person who can see his old friend. Okay. And so they have this weird ongoing relationship where. Basically, the the old friend whose name is uh, Wit has been unable to interact with the world for a, a period of time that we don't know, and he's like desperate for any kind of companionship. Yeah. And Clay finds him really annoying because okay. yeah. <laughs> he's so desperate. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting. Like, it's a very indie movie, but in like the best way, you know. Like, it's. Yeah. Um, their their interplay and their chemistry together is pretty great. They're super sincere but awkward, and the film has probably a lot to unpack about like loneliness and companionship and um, super super interesting watch. It's the kind of thing that's going to definitely land on like Netflix or something in okay. the next year, right? Like it'll yeah. it'll get picked up by someone. Yeah, yeah, I'm, that's on my list for sure. Yeah. Um, I also watched uh, another Canadian film called Retrograde, Me too. Yeah. which is an, an exercise in frustration, <laughs> uh, which is about a young woman who gets a very minor traffic ticket um, and undeservedly, and the rest of the movie is basically her fighting this traffic ticket. Which, is this the Canadian falling down? I mean... It would be, but it's more just about how frustrating it is to confront the machine and it's over something. So, like, everyone else in the movie is like, just pay the fine. 
just pay the fine. And she's like, it's the principle of the thing. And so it's like 85 minutes of her fighting a fruitless battle against the bureaucracy that is the provincial government <laughs> because she has like a $100 ticket that she feels she didn't deserve. It's I don't know if anyone here has ever gotten a traffic ticket and tried to fight it, but I definitely have come down on the side of like, I could fight this or I could just pay the $85. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> sounds very Kafka-esque. I'll watch that, definitely. That sounds great. It's and it's honestly it's super well produced. It's beautifully shot. All of the acting is very uh, sincere and believable and organic. And there's a there's a great scene in the middle where um, she's asked her roommate to just like come to the hearing because her roommate was in the car at the time, and she's asked the roommate to come to the hearing and be like, "This was unfair," and be like a witness for interview events. And the roommate says no. And then the next scene is at a party with all of their friends, and they're just talking. And it is the most awkward thing ever. I was literally alone watching this. And during that scene, I was like, oh, oh my God. Like, I, I felt so uncomfortable. I was like, yeah. I, I, I felt like I was there. I was like, I'm alone right now. Like, there's, I, I'm not in the movie. Like, why do I feel so uncomfortable? So good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely the movie that, like, the, you know, there's movies that make you squirm in their seat for various reasons. And this is one where you're just like, oh, God, this is so, uh, yeah. it's like watching a train wreck, you know? <laughs> like, and you just wanted to stop. But you also like, I understand where she's coming from. That would be me. So I like yeah. her, but I just hated watching like her, you know, I didn't hate it. I loved it, but it was, it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awkward and terrible and you just yeah you're right and that you just you just want her to stop but then you're also like but she's right but she's it. correct yeah like yeah. i i wish i had done this once you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh and then the other one i wanted to talk about very briefly is a film um in some ways similar to yours because it feels very uh organic and indie but uh a film called actual people by a director called Kit Zohar, I think I'm saying that right. I hope I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, which is about a girl who is um, she's in university and she's in New York and she's very aimless and she's trying to like win the affection of a young boy. And I don't really know what else I can say about it that wouldn't spoil something about it. Um, but it's it's very a very frank and open look at a young girl's like city college away from home type right. experience um and it's another one that I, I feel will probably get picked up somewhere at some point yeah i i gotta watch that one that sounds like something i'd like <laughs> yeah i mean the nice thing about all of these films the nice thing about a festival like slam dance uh, as opposed to the you know concurrently occurring sundance is that literally every film you watch you're like i'm gonna see that person somewhere else someday like they are going to be famous for some reason yeah. it's very much it's like it's maybe not a, a fair comparison but it's kind of like watching minor league baseball and you're like i'm gonna see that guy in the big league someday <laughs> you know i'm i'm gonna see avalon she's gonna direct something big and it's gonna be great and i'll be able to say i talked to her on my podcast you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah remember us when you're big and famous okay, okay. So, yeah thank you we appreciate that yeah, we're local, so we're like we're right here. We're just, yeah. you know, like, I, I didn't know that until now, or you said it earlier. Huh? I was like, oh, cool, Vancouver. Yep. Yeah, does my accent not give it away? Like classic Vancouver. <laughs> well, then maybe you guys know the podcast I used to um, work for. It's the Three Angry Nerds one. Oh. I don't know if you've heard of it. I, I have heard of it. Heard of it. it was uh, yeah, 
I have not listened to it. (laughs) You've calmed down. You're just a calm nerd now. Not an angry nerd. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. Well, let's just break this uh, seemingly awkward silence by saying... what uh, what is next for you, Avalon? Like you have a screenplay in the works. You're going to this festival. Anything? Like, are you? Because you're. Uh, forgive me for outing your age on uh, in public, but you're you're 20, 21, 22, So you're quite twenty two in two weeks. Oh well, happy birthday! I'm, I'm my birthday is in two weeks. When's your birthday? My birthday's on the eighteenth. February eighteenth. I'm twenty first. February twenty first. So we're last of the Pisces together. Yes. Or I'm I'm actually an Aquarius. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm the beginning of Pisces. I just got in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, did, but yeah, finish. Maybe that wasn't the end of your question. I'm not sure. Uh, no, I just okay. like, are you, yeah. are you going to be, are you pursuing any, are you going to like, is it's like, is like film school in your future or are you just going to like go hard with making movies? Yeah. Like learn I'm, by doing. I'm not, I'm not going to film school not happening (laughs) i just i feel like i i got referred somebody in a review the other day said that my movie reminded them um that it was student thesis quality and at first i was kind of pissed off and then i was like if people are saying this is student thesis quality then that means that i'm like creating stuff that i would have been able to create if i went to school and i did it when i was 19 so i'm like that's that's fine by me like I you know I I just don't I don't know what that would do for me right now I've like so many people have been like reaching out and wanting to kind of create a team for this next film and then I think I'm just going to keep making movies and hopefully make a real career out of it because I there's just nothing else that I want to do right now so that's awesome that's that's very awesome as you're you're getting bigger now (laughs) worldwide (laughs) scope of your filmmaking are you, because with with um, Honeycomb, it's just you. You're making just what you wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And the more people you have in your team, you uh, there's a danger of start thinking about the eyes that are actually going to watch this film. Like, mm-hmm. Do you think that your approach is going to change for your next project that isn't just about all what you want it to be, but more about what might land in a different way? Yeah, I think, honestly, we, even with writing... Um this new script there was a a little bit more of that oh I want this to be really good and I want people to feel something from this and maybe have it a little bit more what's the word like more like more widely accepted you know that more people can find something in it that means something to them but I I don't know I think that was just because that's how I was feeling and that's what that story is about that I'm going to tell and that again is just something that was inspired from my own life so Mm -hmm. I, I yeah that that's something I've been thinking about is uh, just in camp, there's going to be a lot of really meaningful, like, like a heartwarming horror movie, if you will. <laughs> you know, like, That's kind. You can mix that. I mean, Mandy does that, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah. And, and then I do think that I will want to maybe try to take like a class or like a master class or something, just so I understand these like terms people use, honestly, because I've never, I've never directed professionally, you know, or worked with a crew of people that are getting paid and, you know, and I'm the boss. So I want to, I want to know what I'm talking about um, technically, you know, because I I have like vision and all that, but I want to 
be professional technically as well so yeah the terminology is scary isn't it yeah (laughs) Yeah. when you don't know any of it Mm -hmm. it's the I always found that it's the biggest thing that's going to trigger my imposter syndrome is when I don't know the names of lenses and things exactly the I what did you film um honeycomb on because it looked really graded like when it didn't look like a handheld camera do you know what I mean it looked like you'd really like graded it yeah we, this, uh, this kind of ethereal quality like what did you what was the process of that we used an older camera that had a like really um wide automatic zoom on it i honestly don't remember uh. what the camera was it might have been like a sony or something but um so that for those shots i think that you're talking about that's what we were using um and then we found out at like the end of the summer we've got like three more scenes to shoot and my friend's like oh yeah well you know like I work with this guy, Jacob, and, and he's got, like, a crazy good camera, and, like, he's really good at filming. I was like, well, where is he? <laughs> Why is he here? <laughs> you <need> him. <laughs> and then, yeah, I called him and was like, do you want to, like, hang out with us? Do you want to film these shots? And just turns out he randomly had the, like, best camera ever. So we have these few shots. One of them is the one um, when the new girl shows up and the sun's coming mm. in. Right, yeah. that was taken yeah. on this like excellent camera and i'm like that would have been really good to have around the whole time but whatever <laughs> <laughs> <I've been learned. laughs> i liked it though but i liked it kind of fit in with having some claymation and then some mm-hmm. like different quality or grading of footage and that that very kind of when you um when you shot the, the poetry scene as well that seemed like there was a, like a misting to it and yeah. it's sort of all these different qualities of shot sort of added to the the state for me so yeah. I, I liked it thank you yeah it really added to the uh sort of scrappy quality of the film which is something mm-hmm. i really liked yeah. like one thing i really liked about the film just for the record is that you know i'm sure there's been some re- I've, I've read some reviews on letterboxd where the review is basically like just got friends got together and made a movie what and my reaction is like these friends just got together and made a movie that's fucking awesome yeah and (laughs) the things that contribute to that feeling are positives for me (laughs) so yeah yeah i it's funny the reviews are funny because honestly i do not handle like criticism very well so people have been having to like hold me back from like commenting mean things to these people (laughs) (laughs) yeah That's just you like just go for it. Let it all out. <laughs> At this <laughs> point, I'm like beginning to accept it where I'm like, yep, some people aren't going to get it. Some people yeah. are going to have weird thoughts on it. But I, we've been getting mm-hmm. some lovely feedback as well. But it's really nice that you shared that as well. I'm just happy. Well, just, just remember when someone says your movie's bad, just be like, oh, I can't wait to see your movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay. One last question before we wrap this up. But... um I watched the uh, uh, the post credits or a new credits. You mentioned someone they actually got heat stroke in the shoot, and I remember thinking, "Oh, there's lots of like lines in this where the girls are like, I'm so hot. I've never been this hot. Like, how much of that was ad lib, or was that actually the actors?" It was really hot. It was really hot that summer. Um, Yeah, it would have been like 33 degrees, and and like just. You know, it's like open field. There was like no shade for a lot of it. We've got all these like, mm-hmm. you know, technical equipment. They're in there like, especially the red dresses. Like those were not, mm-hmm. those were like heavy, like hot dresses. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mari, Mari got heat stroke. She played Vicky. And 
she was so scared at the time because it was on our last day of shooting um, that she got it, that she got her mom to call me. <laughs> she was like, Aria, she's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's okay. Like, we'll figure something out. Mari was so sad. And then, yeah, but it, it just felt really real. I was like, oh, God, what am I doing to these girls? Like, what's happening? Yeah, they, must, they must be terrified of yeah. you. That's fantastic. Good, good job. <laughs> they, all, uh, they all live with me now. We all live in a house together. So clearly I haven't burned too many bridges. Things are okay. Well, there's your sequel right there. Just, just set the camera rolling and <laughs> get them to talk about something. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a found footage film in there somewhere for sure. Yeah, <laughs> good. Well, I think I think uh, that's a, a good place to sort of wrap up. So thank you for joining us. Um, uh, we hope you have all of the success and in in this and everything else you do moving forward. Thank you. Yeah. So thanks for giving us some of your time. I'm really looking forward to what your next. Uh, thing is yeah for sure <laughs> me too <laughs> good uh well and to everyone who's listening thank you for listening we appreciate and love all of you all 12 of you um <laughs> uh if you would like to support us we're on your whatever podcast platform you're listening to uh if you could give us a, a five-star review or even a four-star review but a five-star review would be great uh, and a subscribe and if you'd like to support us a little more directly um, we have a Patreon and uh, Kofi as well. Um, so go do know. that, but we do appreciate you, all of you. Yeah, we appreciate you either way. Um, we record this on the unceded lands of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish nations. And what am I forgetting? There's something I'm forgetting. What am I forgetting, Simon? Um, to thank Avlon again for joining us. Yeah, I don't know. that's it right. Sounded good to me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like we would say coming up next week, but we we don't know that until the day before we. <laughs> yeah. So, so um. Well, actually, uh, I do know one of the things we're watching for next week, and it's oh, a awesome. it's an indie horror movie called Cosmic Dawn. Oh yes, yes we are. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So, good. Okay, well, good thank stuff. you for listening. We love you all. Thank you again, Avalon. Say say goodbye, Avalon. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 We love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>